1: welcome to top stories i am andy zaltzman and in today's raid on the bugle archives we are going back more than nine years to february 2014 and the start of the ukraine russia conflict um it it was a fast-moving situation and john and i did our very best to keep up
0: top story this week ukraine update well andy uh It has been quite a couple of weeks in Ukraine. In fact, things are happening so fast over there at the moment that there's absolutely no guarantee that what we're saying right now is going to be relevant whenever you listen to this, even if you listen to it in the next 12 hours. Basically, if you blink in Kiev at the moment, you may miss three separate changes of government (laughs) and, in fact, Ukraine may not even be called Ukraine anymore. It might be called Russia, more Europe, or the Eastern Bonfire. (laughs) Uh, The main headline... That was Uh, a wrestling name, wasn't it? In your early days, (laughs) it was. It was, yeah, it was. I I thought they could use it. I can, I can loan it out. Uh, The main headline this week is that President Weird Al Yanukovych is gone, (laughs) and not just from presidential office, but gone in the physical sense too, as he seems to have vanished into thin air, and no one is entirely sure where he is. It's a David Blaine-level disappearing act, Andy, if David Blaine had killed hundreds of protesters before doing it. And that's possible, Andy. He's an edgy magician. He wears a leather jacket.
1: (laughs) Well, in fact, it's already changed, because he has now, since probably since since you were last awake, John, because I know this is very early in the morning, yeah. stateside. he's turned up in Russia and given a press he's conference. He's definitely in Russia, is he? He's definitely in Russia, and he's given a press conference saying that he will fight, he has? He will fight for his oh country. Oh, God! That's what he said. I will fight for my country, he says. He doesn't specify whether that's Russia or Ukraine. But he also said, I intend to continue to struggle for the future of Ukraine. Against terror and fear. I think he might have got his fours and against
0: mixed up there. But anyway, he's back, John. He's, he's back wow. since you wrote that last line. <laughs> it just goes to show it, things are happening f***ing fast over there. Uh, so there's currently, unless I'm wrong again, an interim government uh, led by interim president Alexander Turchinov amid concerns that Ukraine is so divided now that it might be about to split up with itself. <laughs> and Russia is exactly as pleased with the outcome as you'd expect from an ex-boyfriend who really wants to get back together with the girl he used to knock around and who's now trying to see someone else. (laughs) And they can really speak their mind on this, the Russians, uh, now, uh, especially because they're no longer... uh, Well, conveniently, they're no longer tied down by needing to put a face on for the Olympics anymore. (laughs) So Russia can really take off the gloves that they never really put on. Uh, And just as a warm-up this week, Russian... Uh, Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev described the new government in Ukraine as mutineers who had conducted an armed mutiny. Well, that is semantically sound, Andy. Uh, uh, Armed mutinies are what mutineers tend to do. Has Medvedev always been such a stickler for language, Andy? (laughs) The new government are rioters who have participated in riots. Uh, Medvedev is a stickler for grammar as much as he's a stickler for complete subservience to the Russian state. (laughs) Last Sunday... Ukraine's parliament reduced the official status of the Russian language in their country, overturning a law that had been brought in by Yanukovych. And Putin essentially responded by saying, Oh, what a pity you downgraded Russian as your official language. Now you will not be able to understand us when we tell you to go f*** yourselves! (laughs) Yeah, Russia is uh, certainly getting
1: involved. I found it a bit hard to keep up with this because much of it all kicked off whilst I was... uh in uh, in Napoli, uh, snout down in a series of sensational pizzas, and it's very hard to pay attention <laughs> on major news stories with that or a mouthful of mozzarella. But uh, I'll, I'm a man; it's like eating fresh god. But uh, I'll I'll do my best and. Um, <laughs> As you say, uh, Russia had been showing the world its uh, its friendly face during the Winter Olympics, even going so far as to involve in some self-deprecating humour in the closing ceremony, referring back to the opening ceremony blooper in which one of the Olympic rings failed to materialise. Of course, behind the happy laughter was the certain knowledge that whoever is responsible for that original mistake has probably spent much of the last two weeks desperately stocking up on extremely thermal underwear for the 30 years of very cold winters that lie ahead in his <laughs> involuntary new home. But just days after uh, smiley Russia waggled its good... Goodbye, ass at the world, like at the 1950s pin-up girl nation. It never pretended to be in the 1950s. It is now icily staring with dead-eyed, borderline psychotic, fixed-mouth Richter's <laughs> grin. Uh, at uh, at the rest of the world and unzipping its Cold War issue trousers before plonking a very militaristic dick on the table for everyone to fail to converse about. And I hope I've explained what's going on in uh, terms that the youth of today can understand. Uh, there's suggestions that um, Russian vehicles have been seen in uh, in the Crimea. There've been Russian flags hoisted by pro Russia uh, forces and. Um, It's all a bit worrying, John. This place, Ukraine, is disturbingly in Europe, John. It is in Europe. And Mm -hmm. civil wars in Eastern Europe
0: have a bit of a chequered history (laughs) for spilling over over the last exactly 100 and a half years. (laughs) Ukraine is currently facing straight into the void of bankruptcy. Its currency is at a 10-year low, and one report this week said a promised loan from Russia is looking increasingly unlikely. Yeah, no shit it's looking (laughs) unlikely. You're not getting that money now. That loan was not from the bottom of their heart, it was from the middle of their clenched fist. In fact, you shouldn't think of that as a bailout. Think of it as a bribe. So who exactly is running the Ukraine right now? Well, as I mentioned before, the interim president is Alexander Turchinov. He's 49 years old. Uh, and if you've seen a picture of him, he looks like someone who has just kidnapped Liam Neeson's daughter again. <laughs> uh, he's, <laughs> he's an ex-Baptist minister. It's a strong look. Uh, a it strong. sure is. It sure is. Uh, He's also written a number of novels, which are mainly dark stories about political corruption. Well, you know what they say, Andy, write what you know. In fact, one of those books, his 2005 novel, The Illusion of Fear, was actually made into a movie and was submitted as the 2008 entry for best foreign language film at the Academy Awards. It, It didn't actually make the shortlist, and having watched the trailer for it, Andy... I think I know why, and that's because it may have been in the wrong category, because after watching it, I think it should have been in the category of most bananas piece of inexplicable filmmaking (laughs) cooked up by someone in the middle of a peyote-induced fever dream. (laughs) A little more background, Turchinov has close, close ties to Yulia Tymoshenko, serving as her... Deputy Prime Minister in the past. Uh, Tymoshenko is the ex-Prime Minister of Ukraine, who's quaffed like a platinum blonde Princess Leia, and who was released from prison this week after spending the last few years in jail for embezzlement and abuse of power, albeit after a trial that was in front of a court so kangaroo-like that it literally had a fur pouch for Yanukovych to sit in <laughs> hanging from the front of the judge's desk. Uh, the concern of protesters in Kiev is that this might be setting up for her return to power, meaning that it's less a step forward into a brand new future as it is a step backwards into a slightly less loathsome past.
1: (laughs) Uh, Russia has accused uh, the European Union of instigating a coup d'etat by mob violence. Which is a refreshing change for the European Union, which is usually accused of being excessively regulatory about the shape of bananas. But I guess it's good to be flexible as an organisation. Today, mandatory cucumber girth regulations. Tomorrow, instigate bloody popular revolution in a nearby
0: state. Oh, it must be great to be the EU. Uh, The current concern, uh, as you mentioned, is that the Crimea seems to be as combustible as it's possible to be. It's an autonomous region. Uh, The Crimea predominantly Russian speaking, and it is very much Yanukovych territory. Uh, There are actually concerns that the Crimea may want to become a Russian territory again. Now it's been part of the Ukraine for the last 60 years since Khrushchev, uh, who was a Ukrainian, uh, redrew internal Soviet boundaries to make a gift of the peninsula. To Ukraine, and that must have felt so nice for the Crimea, Andy, to suddenly be objectified as someone's gift. It must be so humanising to have Russian soldiers suddenly turn up and start gift wrapping your village and telling you all to keep quiet so as not to spoil the surprise. <laughs> uh, the only thing more demoralising than that would have been having to watch the Ukraine fake enthusiasm for the gift as they unwrapped it. Oh, you you got us a peninsula. Oh, how how did you know? It'll be the perfect accessory to our border. Was there a receipt for this at all, in case we'd just rather have the cash alternative? <laughs> of course, uh,
1: Crimea, the celebrity per- peninsula, uh, was responsible for uh, springing Florence Nightingale to prominence yes. uh, in the mid-19th century war. Florence Nightingale, of course, the uh, Nefertiti of nursing, the Monroe of medicine, the Bridget Bardot <laughs> of battlefield bombs. Oh, yeah, it's all coming back. Um... And as you say, it's uh, hotly disputed. Um, and pro uh, uh, Russian uh, pro-Russian forces uh, apparently have been blockading Sevastopol airport. The Ukrainian interior minister, actually, so they are Russian military forces. Pro Russian gunmen have stormed the uh, administrative complex in Simferopol, uh, of course, the only city in the world named after an, oint- an ointment for troublesome scrotal eczema. Uh, <laughs> That was February 2014 calling. I know what you're thinking now. I also want to listen to a newer episode of The Bugle. Well, I'm not stopping you, and nor is the internet where you will find it, particularly at thebuglepodcast.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now?